0: rob compulsive overeater this is the voices of recovery for october 30. we're entirely ready to have god remove all these defects of character step six when i was starting on step six at first it seemed to me that it was unnecessary i thought why waste a whole step on getting ready why not just get going on step seven then i remembered that when I was a child in school and we were ready, I'm sorry, in school, and we were preparing to run a foot race, the teacher would say, ready, set, go. To do our best, we needed to be ready. If she had just shouted go, we may not have been in our best position to start. She gave us a chance to literally put our best foot forward. That memory made me realize the value of being ready Now applying the same principle to step six and seven, I know I can do my best if I am entirely ready. The key to being ready is willingness, the willingness to have God remove my shortcomings.
1: My name is Carla. I'm a compulsive overeater definitely. And this Voices of Recovery, when I first came in the program, I was constantly ticked off by the literature that had nothing to do with me. This is no different. I don't get ticked off anymore. Now I try and look for what's in there that I can relate to. Okay, unfortunately in this one, the key to being ready is willingness that I can relate to. The funniest thing about that is that I have just today spent two hours with my sponsor going through my fourth step inventory, sharing it with her in step five, looking at the list of defects in step six, and praying the seventh step prayer. I did that actually today for the second, well, third time in my life. Let me give you a little bit of my experience out of the experience, strength, and hope. I am a compulsive overeater from way back. I was overweight as a child. I don't remember ever, ever being thin, ever being a normal weight, the lowest, I ever got. I'm five foot five. The lowest I ever got was 148 pounds. The highest I ever got was 333 pounds that I was carrying an adult around on my back for a lot of my adult life. I had had brief time in OA when I was in my 30s, you know, in late 20s, early 30s, and stayed for a year or two. I know I took a one-year trip, worked the steps at least through step five. I don't remember making any amends from those steps steps and, you know, met this guy in the program and we started dating and then it got serious. We got married and had kids and, you know, we were together in OA for, for that little while. And then we left, we left it behind because we got this, you know, we can work this program definitely had a lot of, that is when I was able to finally have some peace with food and I wasn't eating like a crazy woman. I was on the how program, if you've ever heard of that, honest openness, willingness, and it's a very strict program. They give you the food plan and I was able to stick to that for for some good. But once I stepped away from the program and the support of this program, I was off and running, stressed out, had a couple of kids that were crazy medical issues. I was a full-time engineer and a mom and just not being successful really at any of it. So I was so stressed out and so constantly overwhelmed and that continued. I came into the program this time around. I did uh, go the route of bariatric surgery because when I saw my blood sugars at 285, I knew that was going to kill me. I always thought, oh, bariatric surgery, that's dangerous. That, you know, that could kill you. Well, okay, being 300 pounds and letting your blood sugars go through the roof could also kill you. So, and I was feeling my heart do funny things. And I just felt like that I wasn't going to be around, around to see my kids and help them through adulthood and that sort of thing. When I went for the surgery at the back of my head was that just thin thread, that eyelash of the elephant that said that OA is the only place that I ever found sanity around food. The only place I had, I had the surgery, I had some success. And I started eating through it <laughs> and gaining the weight back and watching my blood sugars go back up. You know, my life was was just falling apart. Came crawling back into the program. That was uh, January of 2019. I just passed a thousand days in the program, not last week, but the week before. And I don't know what I was learning in the program before because this has been a whole different ballgame. This has just been a whole different ballgame for me. That abstinence that I came in with, I didn't stay with that abstinence. It was basically no sugar, no flour, no white flour. It didn't really stop the binging. It didn't really, but it was what I could do at the time. So I'm kind of a proponent of the barn door abstinence and then tool it as as you go along. And that is my strength. Coming back into the program, that's my strength. My experience was where I came from. My strength was coming into the program and learning these 12 steps, accompanying a family member to AA meetings and seeing the steps work out in those folks' lives. It's not just that they ruined their body, they ruined their health. They actually had legal consequences and lost families over their addiction. And to see them recovery, I can't tell you how much hope they gave me. That was the first place that we saw a promises meeting and what that's all about. So if you want to come to a promises meeting, those those things are amazing. That's the Friday night meeting here. It's a beautiful meeting and to watch it play out in the lives of alcoholics and addicts like that, it, it's we. Get get to enjoy the same thing. It is the same program, you know, different manifestation of destroying ourselves, but no less serious. So that, uh, my strength was coming into the program and starting working the steps. It took me about a year to find, be brave enough to find a sponsor. And I've been working the steps now. I started, I gave my first inventory away a year ago, July, continue going through the steps Then redid the steps in the AA 12 and 12. And now I'm doing it again with something called surrender school, which is very big, but based learning so much. I have a terrific sponsor right now. I sponsor people. I love my sponsees. They are beautiful people. I love watching the program unfold for them and the recovery that they're, they're experiencing. It's, it's absolutely a joy, but those, uh, so the things that I'm learning is my hope. And what I'm learning right now, I have a whole different defects list than I did the first time around. The first time around, it was a, lot about how I was treating myself and my fears, dealing with those kinds of things. This time around, we've really dug in deep. I'm seeing things that I didn't realize were selfish. I've been seeing how I judge people's programs. I have opinions for people. And once I start having opinions, I'm sitting in the seat of judgment. I'm complaining about somebody. If somebody's doing things to make me angry, then that is now on my defects list. And it's something that I get to deal with because I am not accepting things the way they are. I am not letting my higher power work with people and have their events and their program unfold for them the way it needs to unfold. Watch my own program unfold the way it needs to unfold. So there's a level of acceptance that I found that I need to have. And the other thing I found out this year, which I was really surprised by, was that really I can't even... Even fixed my own defects. When I first heard you, you were going to have to address your defects of character, I thought I was going to have to surgically remove them from my life. Not my job. My only job in it is to be willing and to ask my my Creator to come in and help me with my defects, to come in and remove them for me. That is what step six and seven is. You know, it's giving God the heavy lifting of turning us into useful human beings ones who are, who can be of service to the people around us, getting out of the way of telling people what to do or complaining about people, all of that. I've heard a little bit of talk about checking out of the debate society. You just, we don't have any business there. We don't need to argue with people. They have their opinion and they have their higher power that is on the ball and capable and ready and willing to work with them. And guess what? That higher power is not us. (laughs) It's been and uh, so with this uh, this time around, it's been a pretty amazing ride. and I'm I'm looking forward to see how seeing how this works out because I realize now that, thank God, thank God, I don't have to poof make myself perfect. I don't have to pretend I'm perfect. I can actually, you know, bring God into my defects and say, hey, Just like with my abstinence, hey, I can't, I can't stay abstinence. I asked God into that and I was able to miraculously do it. I get to do that with my thoughts and opinions on, on your programs. I don't, I get to ask in on that and say, you know what? I I shouldn't be doing this. I need your help with this. And I know I'm going to get help and I know I'm going to get better. My job is to wait. My job is to be willing. If you look at the serenity prayer, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can. I have realized that the serenity comes from accepting the things I cannot change, which is every single one of you. It's every single one of my circumstances. I cannot change them. I cannot change this world. It's just uh, my job is to change the things I can. And what I can change is my willingness, my willingness to release it to my higher power and to be of service and to allow him to work in my life, get closer and closer so that I can get better and better. My experience, my strength, and my hope. Thanks for letting me share.